episode 49, the live show part two. episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And here's our podcast for the realistic SLP. Welcome. Welcome everyone. Thanks for showing up. Yes. In your car or wherever you are. During your workout. Right. In the shower. Right. Um, as you're walking your dog or cat. Do people walk cats? I saw somebody actually on oh. my block walking a cat. The cat did not look pleased. No. No, it mm. did not want to be walked. It would like probably to walk on its own. Right. But, but if anyone walks cats, you let us know. Yeah. We'd love to hear all about that. Yeah, I would actually. Yeah. So we have our obviously grateful palette line and we have wine and it's part of the bitch line. Here sure we are is. again. Uh, so if people are wondering why we're drinking this wine, Again, it's because we were supposed to have this wine delivered to us before our live show, which we'll get to talk about a little later. Mm -hmm. But due to the UPS guy and weather, the right. wine was not present for the show, but they are still our supporters. Yes. And we're drinking their wine now. Yeah, you know? so they Just supplied us with wine for the next couple episodes until we run out yeah until we drink it all and luckily we really like this wine yes because so. then that would be very problematic had mm. we not yeah so our listeners don't get to try it really mm -hmm. but right. you can purchase this wine and i think this wine is pretty affordable it's like under 14.99 give or take and uh, it actually comes from australia the grapes mm -hmm. are from spain but it's from Australia. So oh. look at that. And it's got a great name. I mean, come on. Right. Grateful Palette or Bitch? Bitch. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So did you want to hear more about wine? I sure do. What do you got for me? I got a lot of stuff. Let's hear it. So how many grapes do you think are needed to make a whole bottle of wine? Um, I have no idea. Yes. Okay. Guess in pounds. In pounds to make a bottle of wine too? Two pounds. You're close. Yeah. So fun fact, mm -hmm. it takes 2.5 pounds oh. of grapes for one bottle. Wow. it's a lot yeah, of grapes. That is a lot of grapes. So, and I feel like you might have even more exciting facts because of your oh. wonderful experience right, at the I Rose Mansion. Woohoo. Yeah. I went to the Rose Mansion. Um, I took, I think that we have a Google um, photo file. That we shared an album amongst myself and the three other people I went with. And we have just around like 2,000 pictures. Wow. In it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's insane how many pictures we took. The place was basically built for Instagram. Yes. Yeah. I didn't want to say that. No, it was definitely what it was a genius idea. Now, okay. if these people wanted to make more money, they would offer you a VIP package where someone follows you around to take your pictures for you. Because it was a bit cumbersome, like having your wine glass, having your bag, getting your phone out, and then also like not taking too long because everyone was there to take pictures mm. at each um, station. Yeah, it was made for taking pictures. Yes, yes. Yeah. So you didn't want to take too long, but also everyone was very understanding because everyone did want to take pictures too. But it was fun. Like there were stations that were clearly made for boomerangs because I, oh. I like jumped out of a cake or there Ooh. was like a bath filled with rose petals. I saw that. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, you like throw them up in the boomerang. There was a ball pit I nearly drowned in. Um, nice. Yeah, but there was a bunch of different tastings. I want to say like eight different tastings. Okay. Um, and they just give you like a shot of each to taste it. And then at the end, there's like tacos and bottles of wine you can buy and like sit at picnic tables and eat and take more pictures if you want picture galore oh yeah i loved it and so did well i mean all of my um selfie friends all came so it was a great day good yeah question do Mm -hmm. you feel like you were overwhelmed with the amount of pictures because sometimes when i do things like when i'm traveling it's like i just want like a couple of good shots and then i'm like done with the pictures i don't know about you but um i I well there were so many different things to take pictures with and mm-hmm. you, you know you didn't want to not do it and it was fun it was like playing dress up almost okay um towards the end I was sick of taking like being in pictures but I also was becoming like increasingly intoxicated so right. I like I want to sit and eat a taco yes um but I did learn a lot good yeah yes tell us what you learned so um do you know what fermenting means? Yes, because I drink a lot of kombucha tea, and that's fermented. Okay, so what does it mean? Fermented is when there's a yeast overgrowth and live cultures in there. So it's kind of like probiotics. Right. So there's live bacteria, which is actually good for you, and it's good for your gut, and it's good for a healthy gut balance. Uh-huh. And like Greek yogurt is, for instance, right. fermented. Yes. So, Louis Pasteur, cheers, cheers, yes, well done for knowing that. Cheers to fermented foods, how about that? He discovered, you know, back in the day, that Mm. yeast eats sugar and that creates alcohol, which is, like, essentially the wine fermenting process. Thank Um, you, Louis. Yes, we should all be very thankful to him. I am. Um, What also I learned is that malic acid is a common ingredient. It's found... um, in nearly all fruits and berries and also in anything sour or tart tasting mm-hmm. specifically like candy and gum oh but it's i was and thinking like a cherry or something well that as well it's most closely yeah. associated with green apples mm. but it's also in cherries and okay. um some wines have um well i guess all wines have malic acid but mm-hmm. it's about how much malic acid is in that wine so if a wine has a lot of malic acid, it's a bit more tart. And if mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's a bit more sweet. Uh-huh. And amongst all the tastings, I found that I did prefer the wines that had higher concentrations of malic acid. So more tart, less sweet. Yes. Interesting. And so you found a difference in wines. Look at I this. Did. So I did. I compared and contrasted. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and then also, so like when that malic acid is exposed to your taste buds, that's when you start to salivate and you feel that jaw tightening. Mm-hmm. I do. Yeah. I'm going to drink some more right now. Right. So I could feel this, yeah, what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Yum. Because taste buds are found in a distributed array on the tongue surface and they're innervated by cranial nerves that convey S- taste information. Nine, the vagus nerve. To the brain. We don't um, know which but I think right now, more but than one, right? You know, at that, one? I don't know the answer to. Well, right there now. are multiple uh, processes involved with swallowing. You know, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. But um, I it's will mostly s- the yeah. trigeminal nerve. That's number five. Okay. So um, I, I said eighth, right? The vagus. I'm messing nine. up. 
don't know. What I don't I'm know right now. now to, I, I'm not even going to comment because mm-hmm. I actually I probably could find the answer quite quickly. I like the fifth one. I'm going to go with the fifth. That was always like Tried when in doubt, pick cranial nerve five. Yeah, it's a good tip for grad school. People. That's your tip or trick. Yeah, my tip or trick is vote for the number five, and that actually happens to be my favorite number. Oh, I so tend that to works go with for me. seven. Mm-hmm. Seven in facial general, nerve just for most of anything. Okay. And I just found my uh, graduate school anatomy notes. Well, I'm glad you taught a class about this. Or no, you no, t- when this you is took just it. What I have from so when I took it. When you took this class, like six years ago and you're still having the note you still have the notes from this class i sure do but i'm also okay. moving so i've right. gone through lots of papers today because i've also watched that marie kondo oh good uh show and uh what was your question because i hear i found all the cranial nerves here the swallowing the taste buds i guess there's such an open-ended question we want to be more specific which cranial nerves are i well, guess trigeminal the is sensation in the face scalp mm. and teeth and the contraction of the chewing muscles. And it's also taste. Uh, the okay. sense of taste is the facial nerve. Oh. Seven. Um, and what about also the nerve? glossal pharyngeal nerve. It's sense of taste, sensory for cardiac, respiratory, and blood pressure, reflexes, contraction of the pharynx, secretion of saliva. So vagus nerve is 10, right? So I've totally messed up with well, everything. Who cares? Because we fixed it. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, well. So there goes that. So anyway, let's go back to malic acid. This was interesting. Right. So the more malic acid, the more tart. Yes. So if you tend to not like, um, if you tend to not like sweet wines, then you're probably um, more sensitive to malic acid you that like that taste better that's the one i am yeah like that and then the other thing that i learned is that um humans they do spend a lot of time perfecting their most of their senses except for taste taste does not um but over time the more exposures you have the better you will like increase your palate yes and your uh taste desires but um, it's one of the least developed senses in most humans. So everyone go out there and just start tasting stuff. You know, yeah. give it a shot. Get a taste of it. I like blind taste testing because oh. it really takes away the visual. Mm-hmm. And you really are relying very much and maybe even solely on the taste and texture. Right. Yes. And you could appreciate it more, too. Yeah, so. I, I like looking at things that before I eat I them. know. So do kids. That's a big one. Kids eat with their eyes. Yeah. Just so you know. Fun fact. So that was a lot of information. Cheers to you to remembering that and going to right. the Rosé Mansion. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have... I highly recommend people to go. It's fun. Okay. Cool. Yeah, it's like just a good different thing to do. Yeah. With girls, friends, right? It seems yeah, like there were lots of boyfriends thing. there, really? though. Yeah, they were taking pictures a lot with of them or pictures of them. them. You know, there's all different types of people out there. Yeah, right. And that brings us to today is National Loving Day. Today's June 12th. June 12th, 2019, right. but it's every year June 12th. And what does this mean? Every June 12th, there there's an honoring they honor the United States Supreme Court 1967 decision to strike down laws in several states that banned interracial marriage. Mm-hmm. 
So, and this was sparked by a court case with a couple, an interracial couple, and they got married, and then they got uh, arrested, and then they fought back, and they went... What year was that? That, well, they got married in 1958. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Right? And then, you know, of course, it takes time for the Supreme Court and all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. So, their case went to Supreme Court, and they won, and in 1967, they strike down the laws banning interracial marriage. So I had no idea that it was actually banned prior to that. That's insane. Yes. But oh, my goodness. It was. Mm-hmm. And so now from June 12th, 1967 onward, Americans are no longer prohibited from marrying someone they love solely because they were of a different race. So I feel like this is an exciting day. Yeah. Yeah, we're Cheers excited. Cheers to the excitement of love. Yes. Cheers. Mm-hmm. So we anyway, a sip break, so I yeah, like, oh. I feel like I like the this wine just one, went up my nose. Oh, no, not like That's I not have good. poor view of pharyngeal closure. It's because it splashed the outside of my face. Gotcha. Yeah. Thank you for that. I did take a 14 hour uh, dysphagia course at the Children's Hospital by Rutgers on Friday and Saturday last week. And it was great. Good. Yeah. Did you it learn was by Joan Adverson. Adver- Adverson. Ad. Okay. I can't avert, whatever I is. can't remember how to mm-hmm. say her last name. Yeah. But um yeah, it was fabulous. Totally Good. recommend it. Okay. And we ha- were talking about reviews that we want more reviews oh everyone. Yeah, please. Yes. We love so reading these reviews and yeah. now we're going to introduce a new segment to the show where we read some listener Re- reviews. reviews on iTunes. I'm going to have to say this latest one from June 5th is one of my personal favorite and the wow. title is I'm Deb, and I love this podcast. (laughs) And it says, I'm Deb, and I love this podcast. I'm also on this podcast. I love seeing reviews and appreciate anyone who takes the time to write one. Yes. So that's one of my favorites. Yeah, that Deb girl. She's pretty Yes, and this is your old screen name. Oh, Constantine. I didn't even know what that was. I always said (laughs) O'Connonstein. Meanwhile, Meanwhile. Constantine's like Greek words. Right, so, yeah, know, get it together, Greek lady. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah, it's a something corporate song. It's my favorite song. Um, but this next person on May 5th, 2019 uh, said, love it, five stars. I listen to this podcast during my daily commute to work as an SLP, and it always gears me up. That's by the screen name, love this app, 32092. Thank you, love this app. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming she loves the podcast app, right? Right. And then cool. are you going to read one more? Yeah. I like this one because uh, the title is just the emojis of the hands up. Right. Yeah, so I like that. Yeah, she's like, raise the, the roof. <laughs> yeah, K is for Kayla. Thank you, Kayla. Mm-hmm. And she left us a very nice review. She said, love listening in the morning on my way home to work or on my way home. I love the tips and tricks portion, but the discussion on what wine they are drinking and the descriptions are my favorite. So we're drinking <laughs> bitch wine. Right. You're welcome, there Kayla. There you go, Kayla. Yeah. I enjoyed the wide variety of topics that are discussed across the episodes. Whether you work with kids or adults, I think that they provide a variety of information that you can use no matter the setting. Thank you, ladies, so much for making my commute to work a little more enjoyable. Oh, welcome, Kayla. Thank you, Kayla, yes. for writing that because you made... Not only my commute to work better, but my whole day better Thank when you, I Kayla. saw that. Um, that I do nice. check those reviews pretty often, like more than I'd like to admit. So mm. when you write a review, I see it and I appreciate it. 
So I'm the opposite. I have not really you read haven't? the reviews until today. Oh, well, like, we're going to start shouting everyone out. Good. I know. Right? This is good. Okay. Great. Um, so let's talk about what today's episode is going to be about. Yeah. So on May 31st, if you didn't know. Yeah. Couple we didn't we- advertise it enough. No, we didn't. We didn't talk about it nonstop <laughs> for weeks ahead and annoy the world with but it. But luckily we did because we sold out. Yes. Yes. Yeah. High that five. That was a good goal and we reached it. Yep. So Deb and I actually had this goal to have a live podcast episode right after Asha. Right. So we put it out there. That's all Mm -hmm. I'm going to say. And we completed our goal. So let's not take up any more time. And let's get right to part two of our live show, which was uh, passed already. May 31st, 2019. Mm -hmm. This portion that you're going to hear right now is Mike Racine, who Deb... My boyfriend, Mike yes. Racine, uh, he's a stand-up comedian, and he uh, is quite funny, I believe. And also, he lives with a speech pathologist, so he is, like, vaguely familiar with the field. So we're going to hear for him, but first, a commercial break. This episode is brought to you by Throat Scope. I love my throat scope. It is an illuminated tongue depressor and retraction tool. It's great for those very necessary oral mechanism exams. Yeah, because throat scope integrates a natural light source to provide complete intraoral illumination for improved patient examination and outcomes. It includes a reusable light handle that slides into a single-use tongue depressor. So if you want to feel like a prepared SLP, you're going to want to keep your throat scope handy. Yeah. And now, on to the live show. Give it up for Mike Racine. Let's hear Woo! Now my side. He's coming soon. All right, there he is. (laughs) I feel like my side won. My side won. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I'll take this one. Thanks. Hi, everybody. Have it a hand for Deb and Maria, everyone. Um, that's nice that you support their pie. I live with Deborah and, uh, Maria comes to my house, uh, twice a week, once a week. And, uh, I'll be like, I'll be like, Deborah, I spilled barbecue sauce on my shirt again. And she's like, I'm doing my podcast. So, um, it's not like the best thing for me, but, uh, it's good. It's good for them. You know, um, it's nice to be here. I, De- uh, some of the comics didn't show up tonight. So I, I just want to let you know, Deborah's uh, mad and I had to, uh, I had to absorb a lot of her Staten Island rage back there. She was like, no one showed up, and comedians are disgusting people. You're all a bunch of degenerates. And um, that's true. Then why are you dating one, you know? (laughs) Isn't that on you? Um, It is funny that Deb and Maria are speech pathologists, and they're they're from Staten Island because... uh, when Deborah talks, I'm like, how do they let you work with children with that accent? You know? She's like, Timmy, repeat after me. Uh, my father will kill you. <laughs> Come on, I'm going to go to the mall and walk my dog. Come on, repeat after me. Dog. Uh, Dog, T-D-A-W-G, dog. Hey, you guys are good. Got some students here. <laughs> um, yeah. She's like, if you leave this Danny's, it's over. 
But, uh, yeah, we're going to get married really soon, I think, because... Uh, oh, thanks. Well, well, you guys don't know me. <laughs> um, no, because uh, it does... Are, are the, where are the married people here tonight? Oh, is this a bachelorette party? Because I'll have you thrown out of here. I'm in no mood. <laughs> Who's Kelly? Oh, okay. <laughs> Mystery solved. <laughs> I'm Kelly, and I come to comedy shows. And I sit in the back, and I go, I'm Kelly. Like, uh, like I'm... <laughs> yeah. But why, why did you... Are, are you married? Okay. Um, where are the sing- where are the single people at? Um, that's uh, that's one way of looking at it, I guess. <laughs> no, that's cool. That's uh, yeah, you have to. But I but I think I'm at an age where like it just I can't say girlfriend boyfriend anymore. And also, it feels like I want to be married because people who kill their spouses get a little more forgiveness on the news, you know. Because you, you kill your boyfriend or your girlfriend, the news is like, oh, look at, the, look at this tragic story. But then when someone kills their, like, wife or husband, you're like, there's two sides to every story, you know? <laughs> who, uh, who knows what's happening there? Do you guys know about uh, our dog? We got Fra- Frankie Wrinkles, a little couple of you. Okay. So, uh, yeah, we got we, uh, we rescued him um, about a year and a half ago. Uh, from a pet store. Thank you. Um, and I learned doing comedy in Brooklyn that that's, that's bad. You're not supposed to do that. That's a very bad thing to do. It's very bad to meet an innocent puppy who never hurt anybody and all he wants to do is come home with you and then you give him a home. You're not supposed to. That's fucking evil, actually. You're, what you're supposed to do is get an older dog who bit a seven-year-old. That's the more uh, <laughs> that's the more moral thing. You're supposed to get a dog with three legs. <laughs> and it's funny because we don't do that with kids, you know. We're never like, no, don't adopt this baby. Get this 12-year-old who burns things. That'll make you feel better. Um, but, yeah, Deb Maria, Staten Island girls. I'm, I'm from Jersey originally. And, uh, yeah, but Jersey was funny because uh, growing up there, we, uh, sometimes you would have, like, a cute teacher who would get married, and then her name would change to something bad, you know? Like, you'd be like, oh, hey, Miss Lumio, how was your summer? And she'd be like, oh, my, I got married. I'm not Miss Lumio anymore. Uh, now I'm Mrs. Goo Goo I'm like, well, that's nice to know. Part of me's dead because you were uh, soiled by a fat contractor. Um, how did you guys get here tonight? Did you all drive your, uh, white Jettas to the, <laughs> that's like the official car of speech pathology, right? A white Jetta with a Roxy sticker on it. Speech pathology, it, it seems like, it seems like that's like a, that's like a hot girl's career, right? You guys are a good looking crowd. Yeah, all right. Um, <laughs> You just you just graduate high school and you go. I'm gonna help children talk. That's what I'm gonna. I'm gonna help uh, kids speak good. Um, 
But um, where was I? I wa- oh, so I uh, I took the train here tonight, and uh, I've been so I've been like working all week, and uh, I I got on the train, and m- the train was coming, but it was coming um, from the other side, so I had to like run like over the tracks and then down the stairs, and then and then I got to the train, and the doors um, closed right in front of my face. And, uh, yeah, but there was a guy on the inside of the train smiling at me. <laughs> I was like, this is maybe the most evil thing I've ever encountered in my life. He was, like, smiling and shit, like he was happy that I uh, missed the train, you know? It's like, I know the city's tough, but we're all in this together. You know what I mean? You don't have to, you know? Uh, and then also another part of the story is the guy on the inside of the train was uh, me, and I was doing that to someone else. That I watched uh, miss the train, but it's nice to see someone else fail. You know what I mean, folks? Thank you. Um, yeah, I uh, so I know Maria works with um, kids with autism. Uh, I, I actually, my younger brother uh, has uh, severe autism. Um, still has it, <laughs> last I checked. Uh, but you never know. I haven't talked to him in a couple days, so maybe he, you know, found it. Maybe they found a cure or something. Maybe they unvaccinated him, right, right, folks? <laughs> all right. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, all right. Okay, sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> maybe, maybe my mom built a time machine and went back in time and took, stopped his measles vaccination. Um, but uh, I, I actually, I have two brothers, and one of them is not autistic at all. And uh, a friend of mine met that brother recently, and then he came up to me, and he goes, Mike, I just met your brother. He's, like, barely autistic. <laughs> and I just think that's a funny thing to learn about yourself, you know? <laughs> You're not autistic, but people think you are a little bit. I'm like, you got to stop blinking so much. Stop wearing that propeller hat everywhere, you know? My, uh, my brother was a real cute kid. Now he's 28. It's not, it's not as, he's still, I mean, he he's, looks like me. He's got my genes. He's like a good looking guy, but uh, it's not, he's not as cute as he used to be. Actually, n- now having a 28-year-old autistic kid in, in your house, uh, the way I describe it to people is it's kind of like living with a bear, you know? There's like a bear in my house at all times. I'll go home to visit, and my father's like, hey, if you, he's whispering. He's like, if you, if you want snacks, they're locked in the trunk of the car, okay? Just uh, don't, let, don't open the bag too loudly, or uh, you'll be sorry. I'll say I didn't warn you, okay? But um, he also does uh, Special Olympics every year. Do you guys get in, Are you guys involved with Special Olympics at all? Yeah. This might be an unpopular opinion, but... Special Olympics is kind of sucks, you know, like it's, Mateo knows what I'm talking about, yeah, Mateo got dunked on by a, <laughs> a taller autistic kid, um, No, I don't know. This is I, this. I don't know if I get if I'm gonna make this funny, but this, that was like my childhood. My brother would like do Special Olympics, and my mom would make us go. We would go, and it's very um, it's very boring. You sit you sit there all day. You, you they give you like a bag of chips, um, but uh, um, the last time my brother did it, he got he was in a race. He got disqualified from a race. Can you believe they do they do that to Special Olympics athletes? 
Yeah, somebody had to like blow a whistle at him and be like, "You're disqualified. Get out of here." Why he was in a he ran in a walking race, <laughs> which makes no sense to me at all. It was a speed walking race. He got disqualified for running. Why he he figured out how to win the race and then he did it. He won. He won the race with his mind. What are you talking about? Special Olympics punished a special kid for doing something really intelligent. Special Olympics, stopping winners from winning since 1982. Thank you. Do you guys want to hear a joke that Deborah told me not to tell? Well, it sounds like a yes. No, I just think it's funny that uh, I'm not, so we're, we got Italian people in here tonight? All right, we got Irish? All right. Uh, people make fun of Italians, but I think the Irish are just as bad uh, as us, if not, you know, worse. For, because he, here's why I'm not crazy about the Irish. A potato almost killed them. And, uh, and hold on, stay with me, folks. Stay with me, ladies. Um, a potato almost killed him. And then uh, the Irish people will complain that they were slaves. And uh, I, I don't know about that, guys. I don't think you were slaves. There's another race of people, white people, who complain about being slaves, and it's Jews. And uh, sometimes Jews will go, we were slaves too. And that one I kind of feel bad about, right? Because imagine you have a slave and it's a Jew. Right, folks? Wouldn't that, wouldn't that be annoying if, you're, if your slave had allergies? You're like, hey, go dig that hole. And he's like, uh, he's like, okay, I just shouldn't be out in the sun for too long. Uh, my skin is sensitive. And you're like, this slave stinks, you know? I should uh, return him to the slave store. All right, that was, about a, that was about how I thought that would go. Did I lose some of you? Okay, well... That's it for my uh, comedy. Thanks for listening, and uh, let's bring uh, let's bring Deb Maria back up here. Can we? Move, we should move those stands out of the way. All right, Deb will do it. Sorry, I'm a ah. professional uh, entertainer, folks. <laughs> yeah. Everything's got to be perfect. Um, <laughs> there we go. The, your mic was. I was on that. a bus. I took a bus to Boston. I was watching a bunch of YouTube, and I watched. I ended up watching you wooing for the bus. <laughs> Are you, are you <laughs> They're probably wooing for Boston. For Boston? Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, All great. Right. Uh, yeah, one of my favorite places to do comedy. And I ended up watching YouTube is kind of like my go-to. And I ended up watching a bunch of uh, view clips. Mm. Yeah. Why? Because of Megan McCain? Really um, yeah, I like watching her, like, get owned, you know? Because <laughs> she's, like, kind of a spoiled brat. Well, I do have to we let you know. got some Megan McCain fans in here? I don't want to overgeneralize, but uh, Mm -hmm. SLPs tend to not be so political. Do you guys agree or disagree? Agree, yeah. Wait, okay. (laughs) I don't know. I didn't hear that much. So, like, cheer if you're, like, up on the news and, like, all the issues and you're, like, political. Yeah, cheer if you have read a book in the past, you know, year (laughs) and a half. Yeah, all right. Okay, cheer if you only have time to read research articles. No, just like no, no. Okay, Deb. just I cheer if you just want to go no, home and watch Netflix. Deborah, no, <laughs> yeah. no. Deborah is trying to make excuses for not being politically informed and active, and so she's and so. <laughs> as a man, I always have to explain the laws <laughs> to her that 
that are <laughs> all right. It's like predominantly. <laughs> right, I'm like, don't you know about this abortion thing? They're coming after your your uh, your right. rights, Deborah. Right. She's like, no one can take my rights away from me. <laughs> kind of. I mean, we are that. also not in Alabama. Right. Or Missouri. Yeah, but there's a lot of people who are. They're not going to be able to. Yeah, but maybe have the you care should, that they need. Sometimes when I'm in speech, I have to be like, you need to focus on you. Yeah. I'm sorry that I care about women's issues more than you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of women issues, yeah. How, what's it like dating Deb, uh, SLP? It's per, It's a dream. It's yeah. a dream come true. Is she's it? the best. No, she's the best. She's a little. Uh, she's a little impulsive. Mm. Um, she's got a little bit of a temper sometimes. Oh. But it, she's I very, do not. She's a very passionate person. Thank All you. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, but that's not like what it's like to but date. But if someone said, "What's it like dating Mike?" You would have some things to say. You'd have some negative things to say. No, you know? I would only say nice things. Right. Yeah. Right. But what you mentioned was not like what it's like to date an SLP. What you mentioned was like, like what it's like to date me. Yeah, date me. Yeah, she's uh, fun, easygoing, goes with the flow, likes to eat. I like <laughs> to cook. So That's true. Yeah. Mike does like to cook for us when we come over for podcast nights. Yeah, yeah. I do like to eat too. I Mike think that – uh, that is probably his best thing. He's really great at cooking. Well, he's also pretty funny, too. I think so. But thanks for... You're the only one. <laughs> I thought yeah, Mike hey, was funny. Yeah, okay, all right, all right, all right stop. I mean, um, I liked... I, I was... That joke that I told you not to tell went better than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I know who your audience is. <laughs> okay, good. Right, thanks, Mike. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um... I think we should maybe welcome to the stage our next comedian who was yeah. supposed to be before Mike and right. then give him some time and then oh, we'll close out the show with Gabriel Mayers. All right. What do you want to do? I don't know. Do you guys have any questions for the ladies? Oh, we oh, were supposed gosh. to do a Q&A. Oh. This is always embarrassing. Nobody yeah. asks questions when you – How do we go about this? Just Does like anybody have a question Pass around the mic, Or maybe? what do you want to see on the next few episodes oh, of the yeah. show? What do you like about the show? What do you dislike, do you about, dislike it? about it? What annoys you about the show? Yeah, really. You know? Just tell us all. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how to – do we just pass the mic? Are people going to shout Raise out Raise your answers? hand or shout out a question. I'll go into the audience like I'm oh, like I'm right, Sally, like I'm Sally Jesse yeah. Raphael. I don't know how long that cord <laughs> is. We don't have a wireless um, mic. But I, I did like that idea. I wish I had a wireless yeah, like it Maury. Was a, it was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Maury's like, what do you want to say? <laughs> I just think you need to take care of your kids. <laughs> take care of that fat baby. <laughs> Everyone's like, that's right. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yes. Just, that's, you're so right. You're so right. I kind of want to know. Stop feeding your baby course. pizza rolls, nine boxes of pizza rolls every day. And, gi- and give them love. <laughs> Read to them. All right, are we up? Right, I'm yeah, for no pizza roll can replace your laugh. Can replace the love for your kid, yeah. Yeah, good tip. Yeah. The dietician would agree with us, right? Perhaps. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Does anyone have any questions? Hey, your, your baby is, you know, uh, you six feet tall. You won't have the chance to answer. Maybe have him help you uh, move some furniture around the house, you know, <laughs> make him feel included. That, w- that was a big thing with my uh, brother with autism. My mom was always like, make him feel included, you know, make, give him jobs. You know? I like that. Yeah. You should talk about how he learned how to turn the timer off on the stove. Oh, you can tell that story. Well, I mean, I guess I told it already, but Mike, every year, he really likes... 
to make lasagna for Christmas, and he really panics about this lasagna to the extent that I start to panic about the lasagna. So he put the lasagna in the stove and and set the timer because it was a check on the lasagna type timer, not the lasagna is over type timer. But Alex knows what a timer means, and he's like, I've heard a timer. That means the timer needs to get turned off. So Mike's out of the room. The timer goes off. Alex turns off the timer. Turns off the oven. Turns off the oven. Yeah. And now Mike has no idea. And how I long said, "You ruined Christmas." No, <laughs> <laughs> oh God damn it! He's like on his hands and knees, looking in the window of the stove, being yeah. like, "Is the lasagna okay?" <laughs> but if you're a good enough cook, you can you can make it. You can tell right. when your lasagna's done. Mm-hmm. You know, I push through bechamel yeah. or ricotta. Well, you guys, ha- you guys have this bechamel versus ricotta cheese debate like like you're saying like oh should you wear shoes on your feet or on your hands right <laughs> but i think the right the way they make lasagna in italy is with a bechamel sauce instead of ricotta cheese I but ricotta cheese lasagna is very good i, I don't know does anyone know so what much. bechamel is cheer if you know what bechamel is <laughs> all right okay and then it just makes for a silkier creamier lasagna cheer if you love ricotta, ricotta dries- cheese Woo! I mean, like, I feel like ricotta is just the best. I'm with You're just in a room full of peasants, though. (laughs) (laughs) I'm with Mike on this one, though. I'm Team Bechamel. You're Team Bechamel. You're welcome, Mike. Well, you're both dead to me. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Are we gonna? Well, thanks for being here and supporting the show. These girls work really hard. So that was fun to listen to. Right. Yeah, it was fun to live, but then also to listen to. Yes, of course. So I, um, at my office, we had this meditation and wellness type of mm-hmm. uh, meeting. Nice. And one of the meditation exercises was to, we were all in a room, and she instructed us to partner up. And then what we had to do was stand face to face and leave our hands at our sides okay. without holding them in front of us. We're, we're not going to be able to do this on the podcast. But okay. But Maria's setting up. She's like following my instructions. Yes, I am. And stare at each other for five minutes straight. And without laughing, without talking, without moving your hands and like readjusting if you find yourself doing that. But like just staring there and being seen and seeing someone else in front of you. I've done that before. Yeah, I've how done, did you respond? Um, I started giggling, and so was my partner. And mm-hmm. then the instructor was like, kind of got angry at us. Like, Uh-oh. she was like, like, "This take is it seriously." She was like, "This is not funny. Like, can't you just be with someone and just be?" Right. And it's true. Like, we always not always. I shouldn't say always. Well, but that teacher should we, remove some bias. And um, I don't know. If yeah, that's <laughs> she <laughs> should. She should try to be more objective. In Maybe her observations. Maybe. Um, That's interesting. She should suggest that you be comfortable to be seen right. and allow that yeah. person to feel comfortable being seen. Yeah, right? she kind of went right for the jugular, so right. I just like appreciated she was like, it. You are incompetent. Oh, was kind this of. A, the Staten Island meditation class? Yes, it was. 
<laughs> I wasn't even going to mention that, but you read my mind. <laughs> anyway, so it was definitely uncomfortable. And as individuals, as humans, mm-hmm. we uh, tend to fidget. And it is hard to just sit still. And that's like mm-hmm. the big, one of the big parts, one of the many facets of meditation. Just, and just appreciating the stillness and letting thoughts just come to you and just realizing that they are just temporary they're just thoughts let them drift away like a cloud Uh and you're observing your thoughts you're like oh i'm worried about my parking tickets and you're like okay let that thought go and a new thought will come and you just have yeah, to learn I to observe like the thoughts. I feel like I'm always meditating. That's how I think about everything. But then That's I'm always like, I have to not forget that parking ticket. I right, let it yes. go so fast that like I might forget and still not pay it, which is something you should be worried about. So like I'm constantly meditated. I'm never worried. But I should be a little bit more worried because I have mm-hmm. a parking ticket from January I have to pay. It's, Interesting. it's getting more expensive, but I keep forgetting. When we finish, I should pay it. Yes. Anyway, do you want to know how I felt when I did the meditation? How would you picture my behavior during this activity? So we were instructed to stare at each other for five minutes. How Mm. do you think that I would behave? I thought you would take it seriously. Yeah, I had no issue with this activity. Okay, good. But what I did feel like was that my partner, Janika, who was my CF, and we are close, like we're good friends too. Um, so I'm not a stranger to her or somebody who I don't think I intimidate her in any capacity. Good. Um, but I could tell she was so uncomfortable. Yes. And um, sh- and I kept trying to be calm, and I kept being like, "Look at my like, look at my nose. Just you're look there." So you're you don't trying feel to so like speech on her when you're <laughs> supposed to be meditating. Just saying. Right. So then. Because I felt bad because I felt like I could stare at her and be comfortable the whole time, but it was, like, hurting her. It was hurting her for me to do that. That's how I felt. It was like I was, like, you know, being wicked and, like, you know, like, causing somebody to feel pain with my powers. I know how you feel, and that's the cancer in us. We're a cancer horoscope. Right. And that's something we have in common. I feel like we're big empaths. So I kept, like, I could have stared at her forever and been okay, but I kept looking away because I was, like, hurting, hurting her. her. And you're like, this is terrible yeah. feeling. Yes, it's that's like how I felt. You feel, like, double hurt. They're hurt, and then you're hurt for hurting them. Yes. Yeah, we absorb other people's yeah, emotions. Yeah, so I had to look away. But, yeah, it was, I get it. was fine. I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. There well, we go. Good. I'm glad we agree. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, on I, us need, I don't have any wine. Oh, left. well, because you drank it all. Because <laughs> well, so. I was listening to Mike Racine. Right. So, everyone, that you heard was a small little I'm snippet. Pour some more bitch yeah. wine. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I almost so knocked over the table. Yeah. No worries. <laughs> so, that was a small little snippet from our show on May 31st. And uh, who knows? Maybe in the future we'll have another live show. Yeah, we're just uh, thinking of different ideas. But for now, we're just going to drink our wine and enjoy our night. So, right. everyone, this has been another episode. Oh, we need a quote. We need or a quote. Or tip or trick. Or tip or trick. Oh, I gave a tip or trick. Oh, just pick the number five. Oh, but mine's to pick seven. Oh, okay. Mm. I like the number five because you have five fingers. So how about this tip or trick? Take five I deep. I have ten fingers. Right. Five fingers on <laughs> one hand. <laughs> 
you take five deep breaths with your student and you could label that as take five. Actually, I went to a PD on that Mm -hmm. and they talked about that as a strategy, like holding five fingers up and counting on each finger, one breath in, one breath out, and then eventually teaching your student just putting your hand up and they know, oh, a hand up means five deep breaths. Yeah, Jennifer did our like meeting on wellness and she talked about box breathing I talked about that on the she, show yeah mm-hmm. she talked about um like breathing in up in through one uh nostril and exhaling out the oh, other it's a little hard but yes i do that one a lot i like that one because it's a good one and uh also some like other types of breathing she was excellent too it was good you know it's good to focus on yourself sometimes i think but i think i do it too much i think i need to take it back a notch maybe what's yeah. your tip or trick about the number seven oh. though Oh, so I've had a different tip or trick, though. Oh, okay. Because so I have an idea, and I don't know if I'm ever really going to do it, so I thought I should just put it out there in case somebody else does it. Or you s- you can manifest you doing it, but go ahead. But maybe I won't do it. That doesn't mean it should be undone. Maybe it's meant for someone else. So this is my idea. Okay. I'm starting at a new school in September. So right. I'm thinking about making a class list, right? And then when I meet each child, I'm going to have a column for nickname. And our first speech therapy session, we're going to choose together this individual's nickname. And I have, like, let's say I have 50 kids. I'm going to have 50 options so that no matter what, somebody could just pick one and I'll cross them off, right? So I'm going to give everyone a nickname on day one in speech. And that's going to be our first thing. Our second thing is I'm going to have four character masks. And they're going to choose which one is like their spirit animal and they'll make that mask and they can wear it during speech if they want. And I'm going to have all different types of things like maybe a rabbit and like that bear that I have. And then like something in the water, like a dolphin. Seahorse. Yes. I like dolphins. And then uh, something that can fly. Cool. Um, So something like that. And, like, we'll see, like, what do they choose? Like, what are they drawn to? Yeah. And then, like, maybe that'll decide, like, the theme of their speech. Like, most of their stuff will be about rabbits. Right. Or, like, characteristics that rabbits have. Like, they're omnivores. They're fast. What are other things that are fast? What are other things that are... And maybe stories that take place in settings, like, you would find a rabbit. Like, forest stories. So, that'll be the nonfiction part. So, that's how... So, fiction... And nonfiction can be about like the low, like what the setting is like, like you said. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and then like, but then also like we could personify rabbits in the story. You know, so much with rabbits. Yeah, well, so like their stuff's all about rabbits because that's what they picked in the beginning. It's like your um, interest inventory. Yes, exactly. So that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have a list of fifty kids. I'm gonna have a column for nicknames, and I'm gonna have a column for spirit animal. In our first speech therapy session, we're going to assign ourselves a nickname and design. A spirit animal mask. That sounds amazing. And so I'm going to do this, and I hope that I do and it. I'm and <laughs> if no one else, if I don't do it, just make sure someone else does yeah. this. That's a lot, and that's great. I'll do a condensed version of that, but I still like how my tip or trick. Really condensed. How is it? <laughs> I'm how is kidding. It? I don't know. No, it sounds easy. No. It does sound pretty easy. You're okay. right. Yeah, You're right. Just, I'm going to have a... It's th- going to say Maria. You scared me with the 50 kids. That's what I think. The caseload oh. management scared me, and I panicked instantly. Oh, it's... Here, just, let's just say, your caseload, your kids, you know. Pick 10 I if you want to start small. I was telling you how to make sure it will definitely I know. happen. So 50. 50 of everything. 50 of everything. Just like with we did 30 with everything right. this year. You know, 
not hard to remember things when you just do it across the board. Across the board. Across the board. All right. Okay. Let's make this episode 50 minutes. How about that? Oh, okay. Yeah. We're at 47.22. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> random. We like to pick our quotes, and I have yeah. a very nice one. Mm-hmm. But you, I feel like, haven't really said a quote, so I don't know if you... You can say a quote. Okay. It's <laughs> Happiness is not something ready-made. It comes from your own actions. And that's right. by the Dalai Lama. Mm-hmm. And that, I believe, is that you choose your happiness because you make decisions and you have to own own up to them, too. I think this is also about owning up to your decisions. Like, I chose this and that's why I'm here. And, you know, be proud of it. And even if it's a quote-unquote mistake, like, learn from it and grow from it. Right. Yes. That's my opinion mm-hmm. on that quote. Yeah. How would you interpret this quote? Um, I would say that uh, it means, but happiness is an inside job. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a quote within another quote. I know. Good well, one. No, that's what it's trying to say. It's like you have to choose. It's within you. It's all like, you know, if you are intrinsically motivated to be happy, then you will choose tasks that are aligned with happiness or like if you don't know how to quantify happiness it's like what happens that makes you the most happy so Mm. what's your like personal life like what's your career like and then what's your like health like so i'm the happiest when i go to yoga for me yeah so like when i eat right when i exercise when i sleep balancing Mm. all of my responsibilities and when i sleep and I have my nails done. Mm, nails done is a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of good stuff. But also knowing that that's what you need and want and you make time for that. So yeah. don't use excuse as a time. Like, you know, because like you said, time is elastic. Yeah, time's elastic. I'm like, I don't have time to go to the gym. Well, that's okay if you don't want to go to the gym. But, you know, appreciate the time you have more time for, you know. Right. So. That's our little spiel, and we have 30 seconds to say good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. I'm Maria. I'm Deb. And Kalimichta. What does that mean? It means good night in Greek, mm. which I will be going to Greece this summer. So, so SLP party in Greece. SLP party in Greece. All right, let's put it out there. Okay. So any Greece uh, Greek SLPs, message me. Adios. I really wanted this episode to be 50 minutes. So when we get stopped, everyone will know.